The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the beautiful Camarilloville, California. Camarillo, California. It's the Knapsack Files on the road again, and we're here in the mausoleum of music. <laughs> yes, the uh, Jay Arrett is back. Um, we were up here a couple months ago at uh, the Knapsack Files studios, and we talked about music, fandom, with my good friend Jay from formerly Pasadena, now Camarillo, uh, a uh, longtime friend of mine and longtime music fan. And I had so much fun, I emailed him and said, let's do it again. You said, we're going to go cast some more pods and here we are <laughs> we're gonna cast some pods and talk about music so mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do this week uh, we're gonna talk about our favorite songs we are we're gonna talk about yeah. our favorite songs but kind of beyond that yeah as we talked about is, is these will be the songs that we really that really move us right as, as I said in a very cheesy way, and I promised myself I wouldn't say this. Say it, though. I will, though. It, songs that don't just please the ear, but really hit you in the heart. <laughs> okay. These are... Did you ever write for a music webzine? Because that's, that's a good line for I, I, I did Jay's uh, cheesy uh, website, cheesy, cheesy music website. Geocities.org? Yeah, CompuServe, I think. Yes. So what we're going to do, these are songs, we've titled this category, Songs I Need to Live On. Now, the caveat there is these not necessarily of our all of our all-time favorite songs right these are uh, songs like you said that move us and define us and uh, sometimes shake us uh, and then we're also talk about songs uh, catching the fever I call it the, the newer songs mm-hmm. come along and not necessarily that they're the new songs released this year uh, other than the Katy Perry songs I like mm-hmm. um, right. that these are songs that I may have discovered or you may have discovered or they're newer or some are older for any mm-hmm. cases you know you and I discussed the last uh, time that uh, you found yourself suddenly becoming a Bob Dylan fan after all these years right it, it, thanks to thanks to the show Ed yeah right but Dylan obviously been around for decades right. and I, I always just saw him as being the uh, kind of guy, but yeah, suddenly one song hits you, and you realize, yeah, maybe, maybe he's okay. And you delve back into the catalog, and you realize, like, wow, he's got some really good stuff it's, on it's, here. It's growing older and growing wiser. It, it is. I, I recently uh, posted on the internet that uh, I don't no longer apologize for singing along to Fleetwood Mac as much as I used to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still apologize at times, right? But, uh, you know, you get older, you find new tastes, and things move you, and life changes you, and and there's songs along the way to guide you. So without further ado, we're going to dive into Ken and Jay's songs uh, that we need to live on. Absolutely. Ken, you want to you want to lead it off sure, or shall sure. I? All right. I will start um, and I don't I put the, I didn't put these in any particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, except for well, I, you know what I didn't. I didn't. I just wrote no, it. Ne- neither did I. Now, yeah. and you called this like cramming for finals. It, it was it really was. Like I, I made a preliminary list and I had about 31 on it. Of, of, and then I realized uh, like some of these just are my favorite songs. Right. Okay, so I, I, I can I can throw out that Thomas Dolby track because you know <laughs> not, that doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't count. Now what I did for my list and, and you and I went back and forth on this is I removed um, every Beatles and U2 song from my top 10 list. Yeah, and that must have been hard for you. I'm, I'm sure you could have made several top 10 lists yeah, from those that's, two that's bands alone. If we just want to do a show about U2 or the Beatles, those are my all-time favorites. Some of my all-time favorites, right. I should say. But the, but 
I, I could argue that those some of their songs could just clog the list. Not clog it disrespectfully, but clog right. it, and, and the list wouldn't be as fun. So I said, I'm removing my two favorite bands. Now, you, did you remove Aha? Uh-huh? I did not, as a matter of okay. fact. They're, they're my leadoff hitter. I, I figured, <laughs> well, i got to get them out of the way early because... Right. You know, actually, I probably should have closed with them because really when one of your ten favorite songs is from Aha, uh-huh, people are just going to write you off immediately. Well, the thing is... Though you've you've still got to educate the public on aha, well, you still have that that burden on you, and I get it. I I, I here's I, I came up with a great analogy. Yeah. Okay, talking about the Beatles. Yeah. Imagine if the Beatles had re- had released. Um, Love Me Do, and it became a worldwide, super international, right. certifiable number one smash. Yeah. And it was, which it was. Sure. But suppose that like that was such a big hit that all anybody ever wanted to hear was Love Me Do. And they right. they, and they move on with their career, and they do Revolver, and they do Magical yeah. Mystery Tour. They do uh, Sgt. Pepper, for crying out loud. No one cares, right. you know, because they're that Love Me Do band. Right. And you say, no, no, you got to hear Sgt. Pepper. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean those guys who did Love Me Do? Love Me Do band? Yeah. That's what being an AHA fan is. Is, is like, I would tell people gotcha. I'm going to see them in concert. And it's like, Oh, the take on me, guys! Like, no, no. So fair enough, right? And I think that's why you're, it's okay. And I'm not, I'm not, um, not judging you for it. I, I'm and excited. You're one of the All only right. ones who doesn't, and that's why I love you. Yeah. All right, so let's let's dive in here. I'm right. going to start off, and, and unfortunately, you know, due to music rights, we can't play these songs as much as I'd like to. So we might uh, sing them, and I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start off with "All That I Had" by Paul Westerberg. Mm-hmm. The yeah. of oh, the replacements. Paul Westerberg of the replacements. The replacements and Paul Westerberg, one of my all-time favorite bands slash artists. Uh, he went solo in '91, and this a song "All That I Had" appeared on a greatest hits uh, album called Besterberg, the best of Paul Westerberg, released a couple years ago. Okay, when I, I listened to a bit of it, and I found it on an album called Resterberg, which I think was like a bunch of outtakes. Maybe I didn't hear the right version. Well, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but it is an outtake. It is, it is okay. taken from, it's not, never appeared on a regular album. Okay, and so this was the right one then. It, it, in typical Westerberg, if you know uh, Westerberg, he is a curmudgeon, and he is a, a, a little bit of a, an a-hole rock star. Uh, that's, <laughs> to, to be a Replacements fan, you have to love, that's part of what you love, is mm-hmm. the Replacements. Placements were a drunk uh, band who never quite made it to the top, and Westerberg is kind of a bitter curmudgeon who sits up in Minnesota writing great songs. Yeah, um, I, his description in the CD liner, the album liner notes for this song is mm-hmm. didn't care much for it <laughs> <laughs> because he let the fans pick the album. No kidding. The fans voted on it, and this wow. was an outtake, and, uh-huh. and it didn't appear. I think it was supposed to appear on his uh, one of his first two solo albums, either 14 songs or eventually, which were early 90s. Uh-huh. So all that I had for me is a great song because it, it talks about, uh, it's kind of about a breakup, but it really isn't, and it gets into the, this uh, line of thinking about uh, chasing your dreams uh, I, I chased my dreams until I found it was a trap mm-hmm. and I lived my or lived my fantasy until I found it was a trap and, and wow. about how giving up a normal life for a artistic entertainment career mm. you don't get wife and kids you don't get any of that stuff you don't yeah. get a house this is about moving the song and right. so um, and then but but at the end of the the, the, the songs about knowing that hey through all the bad times it takes it took a lot of bad times to figure out that i'm all right right and that song it comes on on my itunes it's on almost every playlist i have mm. uh i think we mentioned the last um 
show that I have a playlist called Am the Old Guy Now. Yes. Uh, this is the this is the cleanup spot. I need that list, by yeah. the way. I'll get I, you I, that I, yeah, I do because I well, if you think you're the old guy now, I got eight <laughs> years on you, buddy. So, so Paul Westerberg's all that I had. If it comes on, I have to not. It's immediate introspection. Right. No that, matter what mood I've been in that week, mm-hmm. if it's happy, angry. <laughs> Anything. And I love the fact that he yeah. apparently didn't like it, but he put it on this compilation because yeah. the fans wanted yeah. it. I remember, I'm not a huge Rod Stewart fan, but I have a box set because I'm a collector. It's who I am. It's what I do. And he did liner notes for this box set, and he had one where his only comment on the song was, what's this doing here? You know, like, <laughs> what, what's this song? And then he, he had another one where he wrote, um, uh, it was written by a person named Holly Johnson. I, I think yeah. it was a female. He's like, Holly Johnson has written a lot of great songs. This is not one of them. <laughs> so, like, I like that. Yeah. That, that's Westerberg. <laughs> That's, there's all the other liner notes on, oh, this song, I wrote this song about this, about that. And this one's like, yeah, don't outtake, don't much care for it. Yeah, right. And and that's about right for me. And I'll make one other comment on the replacements. They're the band that actually made me realize how out of touch I am with indie music or music in general. Because I, I'll tell you why. It was yeah. 1985, and I subscribed yeah. to the Los Angeles Times. They used to come out with a top ten list every year of, of their best albums of the year. Right. And I would I would anxiously, anxiously await and open it up and, and, and look and see what... The, their top albums were and I'm going oh I wonder if the Spandau Ballet album is going to be there what about Billy Joel and I look and I see the number one album of the year is Tim Tim. by The Replacements and all I can think is who the hell are The Replacements (laughs) I really I had never heard of this band and yet this album is the best of the year yeah you know, and, and so it made me realize. Well, actually, at the time, it made me realize the LA Times critics are just a bunch of you know <laughs> indie jerks who hate the top forty. Right, right, and, right. And you know, and again, you're, and you're kind of a top forty guy. I I, I was raised on Casey Kasem. I it, get it. it. It's true. I was get ra- it. I, it's true. I was. It was raised in the days when the t- when the top forty was. You'd have Barry Manilow next to Quiet Riot, <laughs> next to Alabama, next to Barbra Streisand, just uh, uh, next yeah. to whomever, just uh, next to the Cars, a, a whole bunch of genres all put together. And that's kind of what I was raised on, like a whole big musical cornucopia. But you but, were rocking the suburbs. But I, I was yeah. just like Quiet Riot did, except they, they were talented. 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 Um, yes. Yeah, the Mats. That's the story. of The Mats. Yep, is, is the most unsuccessful, successful band in the history of rock and roll mm. who influenced Nirvana um, uh, and uh, the Goo Dolls, for better or worse. <laughs> right. uh, Wilco, Uncle Tupelo, uh, wow. Jeff Tweedy, and those bands. And then mm-hmm. Westerberg is bitter to the end of time about it, uh, but content at the same time. It's just part of who he is. And you know, I, I have a Paul Westerberg album, and I haven't listened to it very much. I, he's one of those guys that I Which really need. You... I uh, it, it'll lose me at the moment, mm. but uh, I will have to delve more into his catalog because I I could learn so much from you yeah I, I really could I'll, uh, I'll make you a starter Westerberg set I, I you know that's <laughs> that's what we needed I totally need that Absolutely. so that's my first one all that I had by Paul Westerberg okay uh, who's leading off for you and well I, like I mentioned it's got to be aha and, and this, yeah. it, it is not amazingly take on me it, it is a song that was uh, track eight of their third album so kind of buried okay. buried in the middle of side two if you will cut. it is a, it, it is a deep cut but it's it's a, I, I got to tell the story sometimes it's not just the song but mm-hmm. it's where you heard it for the first time in the mood you were in yeah yeah yeah. Okay, here's a, I'll, I'll set the stage. It was a set the stage. Really, <laughs> this, this wasn't that deep, people. It was it was a Sunday night yeah. in college, 1988. I couldn't sleep. 
My roommate's asleep in the next bed, and I have insomnia. There was a program on the radio called uh, Guy Gooden's Space Pirate Radio. It went from 1230 to 530, right? I know. Wow. And basically, what it, it was a very unusual program. It was all new music. And, right. again, and again, this is kind of when usually there would be like, you know, um, community community talk chat shows, you know, right, right in the early morning. But he would come on and, and for about five minutes say, okay, I'm going to play bands from, play songs from these bands. And then he would just shut up, and for five minutes, for five solid hours, it would just be all new music. He wouldn't, well, you know, he wouldn't back announce them or pre-announce them. He would just play the music. Just, and some right, and sometime around four in the morning, I'm still awake just listening to this show and grooving to all this great new music. I hear the opening little percussion of this song. Yeah. And it was one of those things. I wasn't even a huge AHA fan at the time, but something told me this is an AHA track. And six minutes and 40 seconds later, I for the first time I heard Out of Blue Comes Green. It's a very longing, soul-searching song. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, not to turn this into slam poetry night, but I just got to say some of the <laughs> Please lyrics. Do. Please okay, do. Well, here we go. I mean, it starts out with, Father, my wings are clipped. See the steps that made me trip, and now I'm so lonely. And Mother, time's frozen flame seems to linger in the rain, holding me only. Like a river I'm flowing and there's no way of knowing if I'm coming or going. I need something to chain me down. And then I'm almost done. <laughs> and then no, he keep goes, going. Yeah, and it, it don't matter. My eyes have seen for better out of blue comes green. It's really sort of right. a I'm in a dark place, but I have I have hope. I have options. Right, right. And it, it really is a very, I mean, there's guitars in it. Ah, oh, did use guitars, folks, believe it they or did, not. They did. They did. What I, another thing I love about the song is the first, it's, a, it's six minutes, 40, long, 40 seconds long. The first four and a half minutes are the song. And then the last two minutes is just sort of a, almost like a jam session. I mean, you can tell it wasn't a jam, but it was just sort of a long outro, a really right. long fade out, which actually just made the song really just, yeah. just added to the mood to it. So that's really, that's, that's my lead off like right it. there. I listened to it. Um, I'm always you. You are always trying to get me to dive into uh huh, and, and yeah. uh, maybe it's that '80s uh, uh, sound that's kind of inherent in them because they came from that time. You can't change the era that you're from. It's true. Um, but that song uh, is kind of a sprawling. Uh, it's like a sprawling soul epic. I liked it. Right. I did like it. Okay. Good. I can trust. I can. You can trust me on that one. I, I sat and listened to it. It, it. it is one that I can speak from experience. The best way to hear it is through headphones at night with the lights out. <laughs> While crying, while crying, <laughs> while weeping into your. Uh, I think that can be said for most of these songs, though. That which is why they're on the list. Yeah, which right. is why now people we should really when Jay and I set out to do this, we didn't really share the theme. Um, we both just realized, oh, we must be sad bastards because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these songs have similar themes. Yeah, as I've said before, anyone can write a love song. Yeah, anyone can, and I love any song that kind of takes you lyrically somewhere you've never been before. Right, and that's where I, a bunch of these actually that are coming up are are like that. Right, where um, yeah, me too. Um, my next one on the list. You talked about love and pop music. Mm -hmm. uh, I I kind of had the same thing. So far, I came of age. In the late 80s, and I listened to a lot of 60s pop mm -hmm. when I, in the late 80s is where my love of the Beatles comes in, I, I think. But um, then I got into radio, and I was in rock radio in the mid-90s. So uh, coming out of the grunge era into the alternative era, so a lot of those songs, whether I wanted to, to like them or not, I, I liked them. <laughs> uh, and one of those bands, and I get some... Uh, I get... I get maybe eyebrows being raised, but one of my all-time favorite bands from that era is the Jim Blossoms. Okay, yeah. uh, I've seen them live. Uh, they do a great cover of Flaming Moe's from The Simpsons. <laughs> They're nice guys because I was in radio at the time. I got to hang out with them. Oh, cool. oh, that um, helps, doesn't it? And they were all like, "We got to get to back to the hotel. Our wives are waiting." Like it was like they were the nicest, oh, sweetest that's, guys. That's uh, anti-rock stars. Um, right. 
but one of my from their uh, the new miserable experience their their big album which is uh, fair to say that they didn't they wouldn't call them a one hit wonder because they had a couple hits from that album mm-hmm. but one of the ones that I just love this song is until I fall away yeah it is that, that is a great track and uh, oh sorry sorry to cut you no, I'll no, let you talk more perfect, about it but perfect. you know what's interesting is on a lot of the songs you picked I found myself going I like the group. I even like the album, but I like a different song better. And again, mm-hmm. going to one of the hits, um, Until I Hear It From You, it is one that really mo- moved me more than yeah, Until I Fall was, Away. Um, that was, uh, that em- was a soundtrack, right? Empire, Empire Records. Empire Records. Empire Records. You, you, you stole it from me. Yes, exactly. Um, I didn't ask. You shouldn't have told me. Right. Outside looking in. Um, until I Fall Away. Now, the... Um, the guy who wrote a lot of songs on the uh, first album, uh, along with the, the band, uh, he was in the band, and right before that album came out, uh, around the time they fired him, the band he had a huge drinking problem, later killed himself. Oh. So mm-hmm. looking back through those glasses, a lot of the darkness that was on the first album came from that guy's point of view, mm-hmm. and Until I Fall Away is one of those songs, and it questions whether you'll ever be in love again, it questions whether you'll be ever happy, and just the title, Until I Fall Away, right. um, and Oof, that kind of hits me deep all, all the time. Wow. And, and I tell you, knowing, like you said, knowing the band and knowing some mm-hmm. of the backstory, like I had no idea of yeah. that. And sometimes hearing that really, really gives you gives you a thing. I, there was yeah. a, there was a similar, there's a band called the Whitlams out of Australia. I yeah. might have mentioned yeah, yeah, that before. The yeah. Well, they had a song with a very unfortunate name, Blow Up the Pokies. Mm-hmm. And, and using mm-hmm. Blow Up the Pokies, what that is, is Pokies are slot machines in, mm-hmm. uh, in Australia. A huge gambling problem in Australia. And one of the original members of the Whitlams killed himself after going on a one night bender where he spent a week's pay in in a slaw machine and the song blow up the pokies actually wasn't written it was written for him but it was before he killed himself wow but it's like wow it's clearly an anti-gambling song but when you know that part of the story it it really gives it like a whoa factor yeah same with this one too you can't i can't separate myself from it and you know the Mm. second album the jim blossoms released was delayed very long time um follow you down i think was the big hit from that one and and the band kind of changed never got the the traction that they had with the first album when my old program director used to mm-hmm. say, well, it's because this guy's this guy brought the the weight to the band, and I, oh, you know, yeah. you could argue yes or no, but but clearly there's some facts there because that first album, as poppy and jangly and rocky, poppy rocky as it was, it had some depth to it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I think that's why. But until I until I fall away, I think I think it's the uh, penultimate track on that album, right. and and it may it may be the fact that like you said, maybe the reason the second album and so on didn't catch fire. It seems like in the '90s, a lot of the bands you mentioned, whether it yeah. was the one that comes to mind is the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't yeah, know yeah. why I, I lumped them in with the Gin Blossoms, but yeah. the same thing with the Goo Goo Dolls. It had that huge album, and then pretty much, and maybe the that's what the 90s were about was the ever-changing landscape and it changed pretty quick it, it did it was it, did. It, it was kind of a depressing you know you know because <laughs> looking cause, back yes right well when you, when you think of the 90s you think one band right i mean nirvana yeah oh, right oh well okay oh, i was i was thinking right said fred but oh yeah, yeah but, be, but, but no, nirvana, yeah, you, nirvana yeah, works nirvana works oh, they had some they had too sexy for my love mm, yeah, i do it. have that on itunes but not nirvana i actually i <laughs> i'm a little ashamed Fact. to say i actually have the right said fred cd <laughs> There's probably more than one, but I, I only have the one. But at any rate, yeah. But maybe, maybe that's maybe that was it. Maybe it was yeah. the ever-changing landscape, and people change. thought, you know, I I'm not happy enough to really like this band, so I'm going to move on. I don't know. I'm throwing theories. I don't know. So. It was all the music industry it was the last gasp of its greatness. Was that decade? I think it, it started to fade by the end. It was. It was the last uh, decade that music. The music industry was the music industry that you you grow up with. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. The same. Yep. How it worked. Absolutely. Before CDs and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
Next for you, what do you got? Okay, well, this will be a quick one because we discussed this ad infinitum uh, on the last podcast, but it's the song Reasons to Stay Indoors by the band Savoy. Again, not, it, this will be the last oh, AHA. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it's, it's the last AHA connection I'll have on this on this particular podcast anyway. Right. But it's, it was the guitarist slash bassist, uh, Paul Walker, is his band. Sounds absolutely nothing like AHA. It's just that that's the reason I got into them because, you know, well, all right, I'll see what the offshoot band's like. Yeah. But it, it really is, uh, it's a song that really could close the album, but it opens the album. And, and uh, as I said, some of the lyrics last time uh, well the, yeah. co- the chorus particularly go ahead no go go sing yeah, it well, I well, like that yeah, yeah, well, when you sing go, it no sing it reasons to stay <laughs> indoors I'm going to cringe yeah. later when I hear that but reasons to stay indoors you don't need any more I love that title too that's one of my favorite titles of a song and you know we were just talking about this yeah. when I got here I'm, I'm the kind of person okay right now we're sitting in my kitchen which is actually very brightly lit as I have all the windows open Yeah. I probably have not opened the blinds in weeks because for some reason I'm like that I kind of just sort of live like a vampire I kind of keep the blinds closed I don't know if it's a privacy thing or what but I, I opened them up because I figure most normal people like light but it, it, this song kind of reminds me that really it, it, it's really a song about about branching out and, and just right. and really just not wasting your life away not necessarily yeah. indoors but just in general and it talks a lot about college <laughs> a lot of references to like Harvard and Yale and stuff. In that song. It, it, it does, yeah. It's all it's all about. Uh, well, it's really kind of all about like y- you make plans here, but then they kind of go wrong, and yeah, you, you'll get accepted into Yale, but they'll excuse you when you fail. And, and that's and that's what I think I, I I attached myself to the song after you you shared it with me last mm-hmm. time. Is uh, title's awesome. I get the title, but then also kind of the life changing and life plans that happens to all of us as you get older, and, and the thing they don't the thing they warn you about when you're growing up, and you never think will happen to you. Right. And that's what I really like. There's that undertone in that song. Yeah, it's about someone dro- basically dropping out of school and becoming a goth. <laughs> yeah, you'll stay. In, yeah, you'll stay inside for weeks on end with imaginary friends, yeah. and uh, you know you're really not quite that well. You know that I and everyone can tell, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 but it really is sort of a just come on, man, snap out of it. You don't. You don't need any more reasons to stay indoors. <sighs> Right. Snap out of it. So that's that's really my uh, that, that, that's my how many two. albums did Savoy put out? They've, they've actually put out almost as many as Aha. I think really? by, I think by now they're up to five. And by the way, that song I kind of meant to look up and see how many of these songs were available on iTunes for purchase sure, and sure. or just your you know viewing and listening pleasure. That one I don't know if it's there. They came out with like a two CD sort of a compilation Savoy mm-hmm. did, except they re-recorded half of the songs and that was one of them. I don't like the re-recording quite as much. Yeah, yeah. I don't, as a matter of fact, if I heard the re-recording, I might have been. Eh, this is nice, but the original is much better. The original is on the album called Reasons to Stay Indoors. I had to order it from Norway. So it's pretty hard to find. I, I doubt it's on iTunes. I should probably check. You know the man's serious, folks, when he is ordering things from Norway. When, when, he hit a, yeah. when you hit a website, something, 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 dot N-O, yeah. and, you're, and, you're, and you're giving them your credit card, that's when you know it's, it's, you've <laughs> gone what, off the deep end. Yeah, I love foreign uh, uh, websites. I was, uh, I was looking at the personal webpage of uh, the actress. Chris Van Houten, who plays Melisandre on Game of Thrones, and uh, mm. she lives in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. And it's, I was like, what is this web address? I don't even think it's real. <laughs> it's like making up. Dot .co, dot .nl, dot .this and that. Yeah. All right. Um, next on my list, I'm trying to try to choose something a little happier. I don't think I can. <laughs> um, I'm saving those two for the end. Uh, is One of my all-time favorite bands is well-documented. is Semisonic, mm. uh, the Minnesota band, uh, the trio that came out of Trip Shakespeare. And Dan Wilson was, uh, I guess you can say, the front man, though they, a lot of uh, vocal and songwriting duties were shared in that band for a long time. Semisonic most known for Closing Time. Dan Wilson went on to a successful producing songwriting career, wrote some uh, songs for a little artist named Adele. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
um, and uh, some other songs and won some awards for that. Um, but this song from their third and what ended up being their final album, All About Chemistry, is called I Wish. Mm, um, great song. It's about an eight-minute opus. And um, it basically starts with, I, I wish I could be anyone but the one I am now. Oh, wait. I, I was thinking of it. I thought it was, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a yes, smaller. That's, that's not it. the same? That's the that's the middle eight. That's the remix. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> sorry. That's the middle eight. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for stealing your mojo. Please continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Had to be done. Um, and it, and that is, uh, uh, the whole song is, it's again, I, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to end up repeating myself, but uh, it's one of those, um, just, it, it, it plays on your heartstrings, and it is eight minutes, and it ends the last three minutes like instrumental. And by the time that hits, I'm just lost in the song and it's perfect that they kind of end the song that way because you just kind of need that your soul needs that time to re re uh, acquaint yourself with the real world <laughs> I, I i rediscovered that song i mean i yeah. love that album and i really rediscovered it when you we, we kind of cheated i had i, I told yeah, ken to send me the list so i could kind of prep myself so so you know he doesn't rattle off a song and go and have me just go oh that sounds great i'll that have to look good. it up yeah. Yeah. yeah which all of you are probably doing which you should be doing but <laughs> I wanted to be Take able, notes. I wanted to be able to actually discuss these with you. Yeah. And so I, I have that song on the album. I really, when I was driving down to San Diego yesterday, I really sat and listened to it. And I, and I love yeah. that after about four and a half minutes in, you think it's over. And then it's yeah. not a new song. It's the same song. And it, keep, and it keeps on going. And yeah. Like you say, it, it, but what a great cap. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, w- I wish that I could... R- Ride in the car you're riding in today, and it's just um, uh, their songwriting. The band Semisonic, mm-hmm. I just, I, I get it a little bit uh, with Aha because Semisonic is the closing time band. Oh, absolutely, they are. And unfortunately, yes. they, did, they just didn't have the catalog to overcome that. And closing time actually kind of came later in their career. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do uh, talk about albums, they're going to come back onto my list, right? Uh, with their album, The Great Divide. I'll just say that now. But they just three. Great songwriting albums, radio friendly, which is how I got to know them. Yep. yep. Um, their A and R guy used to come to our radio station and tell our program director, "Save this band." MCA doesn't know what to do with them. They're a spectacular mm. band. We we had tried to get them for our Christmas party and it didn't work. And uh, wow. uh, instead we got the Hazies, which were just as good uh, well, at the time. Okay. Uh, yeah. They didn't go. They went away a little quicker. But um, so Semisonic, yeah. I cannot stop talking about Semisonic. So I'm going to have to stop. Uh, closing time, which, by the way, for one hit wonder, is a spectacular, well-written, bittersweet, melancholy but happy song. It, it, it is, and that's a song that you know almost became too big. I, yeah. I think I think one of the uh, one of the essays you talked about, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pimp you out so you don't have to this time. Tiny yeah. mixtapes of the soul. Yeah, Ken Napsock, Amazon.com. <laughs> Seriously, folks, rather than spending eight bucks on another silver bullet at the bar next time, yeah. spend what is it four ninety nine? Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine, and save yourself you know a, a few shekels and buy the book instead. I've, I've read almost the entire thing now. Thank you. I, I, and, and, and really, I was going to say this later on, but... Yeah. There was an album, I think it was by Dan Fogelberg and another guy once, but I, ne- I don't have the album, but it was called Twin Sons of Different Mothers. Gotcha. And, and, you know, I've always loved that expression. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and musically, in a lot of ways, I think that's you and me. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Well, our viewpoints are so similar. We have, I think we have very different tastes in music. Yeah, we do. But 
but uh, our viewpoints on, I mean, rereading a lot of these essays, our views on pop music, our views yeah. on, uh, well, I'll, I'll, you know, you talk about like what happens when your band becomes too big. There's yeah. a great essay on like, you know, you always feel like I got the inside track. I love being the guy who tells people, you got to check these yeah. guys out. But then all of a sudden their song breaks, like like closing time. Yeah. And you can no longer say, hey, check out Semisonic. Everyone's like, oh yeah, closing time. Oh, you like the closing time band? Yeah. And you, no, 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 there's so much more to them. But I mean, it's almost 20 years after that song came out, it seems, or maybe, maybe not that much maybe 15 um yeah about 15 and that song still comes up uh the office used it in one of its final seasons as a kind of a punchline right uh, a friend of mine just wrote a sketch in the groundlings for referencing that song but everyone loves this song but oh, it's yeah. kind of it's much like take on me i get it everyone loves yeah. to sing along with that song but you're like oh but wait there's so much there's so much more go listen to i wish which is this dark oh. depressing but hopeful song. Like, go listen to it. And by the way, uh, with All About Chemistry, that's another yeah. one where I love the album. And if I had to pick a song, I would have picked Act Naturally, which which was oh, a, that's a great song. And, and when I talked about you know songs that lyrically take you somewhere yeah. you've never been before, if, if anyone if you haven't heard Act Naturally, go check it out. And it's, it's basically a guy singing to his girlfriend, girlfriend or wife, and their relationship is crumbling. Yeah. But they but he's basically saying when he says Act Naturally, is don't get people to talk about. It. Yeah. Let's let's just act like everything's fine, so the rumors act don't naturally. start flying. And the one line that always hits me is he says I'll be me before the fall you be you before this all came down yeah oh, oh yeah wow uh, act naturally don't let anybody know act naturally I, yeah that's I, a great song I gotta be honest I just got chills <laughs> just saying that line I got chills I, it's, they're multiplying it's oh wait a, that's another song yeah yeah no that is a spectacular I I, uh, I wanted to always include that in the movie or uh, to, to match a scene of that uh, of that because uh, uh, we've all been there at one point oh we have we all been yeah. to a party and smiled and, and held hands and and back behind the the, the wall, it's, yeah. it's crumbling. You know, you know what? That's going to be a movie someday with starring Ashton Kutcher and uh, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, and there's Hel- Helen Mirren. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> the other the other the, the other movie with uh, Timberlake. Uh, oh. That came out at the same time of that Aston Kutcher Friends with Benefits, Friends one, with benefits. Uh, whichever one is uh, uh, right. Uh, had the the movie ended with closing time. Oh, was that the one with Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen yeah. the film, but it yeah, ends yeah. with closing they hold, time. Okay. They did a whole number around it, and yeah. they pay respect to it, at, you know, but at the same time, I get it. Right. Yep. It, it's... It, it's more a, that people. It's almost like a up where we belong. If you remember the end of uh-huh. Officer and Gentleman, it, it's kind of the same, you know, the, the same thing. Like you know, I, I always envision Richard Gere carrying oh, Deborah Winger out the door, but it's like, you, but that, but that's been parodied. Like The Simpsons did it, yes. and you know, and you could just use that song in any parody yes. you want, just because everybody knows, you know, everybody the, the think, moment. Everybody knows the moment exactly. Uh, well, well, uh, I'm going to recover from my sadness. What's what's next on you? Okay, well, yeah, still uh, I, again, a sadness mixed with with optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawes. And, oh yeah, and very nearly put the song on your compilation CD, but I thought for sure you've heard it. I do. I, ha- I, owe th- I own all three Dawes albums. You right do. Now, yeah. You do own them all. And I tell you, th- this is a song that I heard on satellite radio, and and I got to say, thank God for satellite radio because mm-hmm. I just can't stand anything that's on like, FM stations today. Yeah. You know, we talked about we talked about me growing up with the top forty. Yeah, and. I, the problem I have is that, you know, again, I referenced, you know, Barry Manilow and Barbra Streisand. <laughs> not that I'm huge fans of them, but, but the fact is they had top 40 songs. Yeah. You know, I, I always think of the big three, Barry, Barbara, and Neil Diamond. They had a string of top 40 hits. Can you imagine any of them having a song played on the radio nowadays? No, it's a shame because Neil Diamond's last three albums are spectacular. Uh, with, with, with Rick Rubin, right? <laughs> with Rick Rubin, Rick, yeah. Rick Rubin produced them, exactly. But yep. it's just the fact that we, this is kind of a, almost a, 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 a crazy, 
uh, Days and Confused thing, you know, that yeah, line yeah. about 18 year old girls, you know, I get older, they stay the same age. But it's like, I keep getting older and older, and pop music keeps skewing younger yeah, and younger. younger, and younger. I, I, it's, it, I'm thinking, like, if I looked at Billboard nowadays, the average age of the artist is probably 19. I don't know, right. maybe 24. Right. And back in the day, it was probably 34. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a lot more, it, it really was much less youth oriented. Kids these days with their youth, you know, and their lucky strike cigarettes. Kissing on the third date. No, I, I was going somewhere with this. Pun, I'm talking yeah. about pop music. Dawes. Oh, Dawes, thank you. Yeah, thanks for getting me back on topic. No I, problem. I steer, I, I go off the road a lot. But anyway, Dawes, Satellite Radio, that's where we started. And they played this song called A Little Bit of Everything. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It, it's, it's a great a, one. It's the last track off that album. Uh, and it, it, I, I even forget the album's called A Little Bit of Everything. No, it's... I'd, it's, to, I'd have to check. I actually have to go back and look at that. But it, it's one that... It's, it's, it's the best Jackson Brown song that Jackson Brown never wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, poor Dawes, they get, you know, people, a lot of people think they're ripping off Jackson Brown's act, but then I found out later on that they're actually really tight with the guy. I don't, I don't really? know, I don't know if, if uh, I'm sure that happened after the fact. Jackson Brown apparently loves them, but yeah, the singer is, is sort of a, a doppelganger for Jackson Brown, the voice. Well, I, they get, they get, um, um, uh, sorry, the, the album is Nothing Is Wrong. I'm doing my it, research yeah, here. Yeah, um, there it is. They they are a San Fernando Valley-based band um, that really captures the 70s California L.A. rock sound. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a huge fan of that sound. So I kind of right. would have uh, thought I didn't like them. And then I heard the, heard their song... Um, Okay, what is the name of that song? Sorry, this is this is the problem of the digital age. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't think of things in terms of albums. You just think of that song you downloaded, and right. so sometimes it's hard. Um, uh, if I wanted someone from oh, the oh, same album, yeah, we, that we talked about last time, that, right? that got me started on Dawes. Okay, uh, because of my problems with love and commitment and relationships. And if I wanted someone, is, is yeah, you know, if if I wanted someone to clean me up, I'd hire myself a maid. Oof. Yeah, <clears throat> nice, nice little vindictive track. Yeah, but, um, so that started me on Dawes, but. Okay. A little okay. bit of everything. It's a sweet song. It, it is a sweet song. It's really kind of a story song. Yeah. It tells three different stories. Yeah. But, but um, with the phrase a little bit of everything, it kind of means different yes. each time. And, and I'll, again, back to Slam Poetry Night, I'll have to read like the first verse and the first chorus just, just to kind of give you an idea. Um, with his back against the San Francisco, uh, San Francisco traffic on the bridge's side that faces towards the jail, setting out to join a, a demographic, he hoists his first leg up over the rail. So he basically is saying, is someone so, about to kill himself? Kill himself yeah. A phone call is made. Police car show up quickly. The sergeant slams his passenger door. He says, hey, son, why don't you talk through this with me? Just tell me what you're doing it for. Oh, it's a little bit of everything. It's the mountains. It's the fog. It's the news at 6 o'clock. It's the death of my first dog. It's the angels up above me. It's the song that they don't sing. It's a little bit of everything. Right. Like, damn. And then and then the next verse is about an old man in the buffet line who's looking back on his life. And Right. In this case, a little bit of everything. He's in a buffet line, and the, the, the waiter asks, well, "What would you like?" He goes, "Just give me a little bit of everything." Right. And although it's a little bit more deep than that, it's even that. When, like, I should, when I said it was a sweet song, it sounds sweet. <laughs> it, it sounds sweet. No, it, well, it is. But of course, uh, yeah. well, well, the last verse is about a uh, a woman singing to her fiance. It's it's she's stressed mm -hmm. out about the upcoming wedding, and his and he says, "You know, honey, you don't seem like you're having any fun." And she then goes on to say. Basically, just don't worry about me. I'm right. fine. And goes on to well, a little bit of everything here is like with you, I'm getting a little bit of everything. Right. It's it really just it, it's really moving. And then and then the last uh, it, it, the chorus again kind of repeats. It's really sort of like a wrap up of everything. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, again, I'll have to read it to uh, where, where the singer says, all these psychics and these doctors, they're all right and they're all wrong. It's like trying to make out every word when they should simply hum along. It's not some message written in the dark or some truth that no one's seen. It's a little bit of everything. Right. It really, I, the song ended, and it really is a sweet song. It just ends in a nice lilting piano. Yeah. I had to just go, <laughs> I had to decompress because it just it was too much to take in at one time. Dawes, all f- uh, I think that's the three albums they have out now. If they've mm. got any others, I apologize for missing them. But those albums, their their songwriting chops are so mm. solid. Um, there's so many tracks on, and moments on all these albums. There's little moments of melody and verses and choruses and, and little sound trinkets there that it just, they're one of my new favorite bands to come along. Yeah. I, I, we share that and uh, I'm glad. See, we're on the same we're, page. We're right? on the same page, yep. Alright, um, I'm going to go with the the next one on my list is The Weary Kind by Ryan Bingham. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's two different versions because you can find the Colin Farrell song version from Crazy Heart. This is the main song oh. from the movie Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges. Right. Being Bad Blake, which I, I do like that movie. Okay. Um, and um, it's a slow... That The movie's kind of a slow, churning country song. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Bingham is a, is a modern country rock star, I guess. He's a hybrid. The, a, lot, a lot of his songs are just straight banjo-plucking country. Um, <laughs> but he's a... He's a he's, you know I love Ryan Adams. He's kind of oh, akin yeah. to Ryan Adams, mm-hmm. and the song "The Weary Kind." It's it's um, this ain't no place for a weary kind. Uh, is, is kind of the theme of it. It's, it's talk of whiskey and messing it up, and and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, uh, life is hard. And, and this this ain't no place for the weary kind is what he keeps wow. saying over and over. Yeah. And um, I, that Colin Farrell uh, sings it. And he does a damn good job singing mm. it. And it, and it's kind of the the end of that movie. Uh, spoil anything um the mandarin's an actor no um <laughs> um but it's written by jeff bridges character and right. so the movie kind of skewed me into the direction of, of liking that song and then mm-hmm. i i ended up just diving into ryan bingham and now they out that song's taken on that now i don't even associate it with the movie too much mm-hmm. it's kind of applied to my life and right. and, and it is it's that song sounds like a glass of whiskey that's oh, the best way to wow. describe it. Yeah, um, the, the, the little guitar, quiet guitar picking, and it's just a man on a stage in a stool drinking and, and, and crying, basically. Wow, I love that song. Yeah, you know, I can't add too much to that because I will confess, I don't think I had ever heard of Ryan Bingham before right. you before you said that. And I listened to uh, as much as I could. Like I, I listened to a little bit on iTunes. I will definitely delve more delve in, into him. And one of the things I love about doing these podcasts with you is you're giving me some musical education. Uh, you, you know, I I, I, I had the thought that I think what, what would be great is you and I going on a roadie like to Vegas and on the way out you play me all the songs you like on the way back I play you all the songs I like that'll work one of two things would happen at the end we would either hate each other or our musical collections would double because don't play me one more Savoy track <laughs> or like how do I buy Savoy yeah. wait what's that dot no website I gotta go get this stuff I gotta go to Norway right you do gotta go to Norway yeah, I do expensive as hell oh, right. but yeah go anyway no no roll on roll on buddy. <laughs> now, that was pretty much the end of my rolling but, okay. uh, but I will definitely have and there are a few more artists coming up on your list that I have delved more into yeah we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. talk about that so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah go on man uh, oh, what you got okay track four Track four on my uh, Songs of the Heart uh, playlist. 
um, a, a Canadian band called Hey Rosetta. And Hey Rosetta, oh, yeah, I, you, loved you, I loved this song. Yeah, I listened oh, to it for research. Yes. I, I did. Put, and you okay. would put it on a, a CD, oh. and I was like, Oh wait, I have that one already. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. yeah kind, kind of a slow burning piano ballad that uh, that breaks out in the middle. Nah, doesn't doesn't start uh, jamming, but it just the, the drums and the it bass changes. Kick it. It, 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 does, it kicks in. It, does, it kicks in. It does change. I've always feel like if your song's going to be over five minutes, it should go in a few different yeah. directions. I think it should yeah. it should progress. But boy, not much to say about this one other than just a, a, a gorgeous, gorgeous ballad. Yeah. Um, like I said, slow burning piano ballad that that. Busts out a little bit in the middle and, and it ends as a slow burning the piano ballad. Simplest ballad. thing, right? The, We're talk, yeah. The, the simplest thing, and and it ends just with the with the vocals and the piano. And it's also one, uh, another one of the kind of songs that I like is is it ends kind of when you don't expect it. It just sort of mm-hmm. it's it, you're waiting for more, and then you realize oh that's that's the end. So tell me a little bit oh. more about Hey Rosetta. I wish I could. I really don't They're know. Just one of those bands. Okay. Yeah, I really don't know. I, I should again. I this is one of those questions on the final that I figure I'll just you know I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll take an F on this one. I don't know. My much about it. They've got a couple or three albums. I love them all. And again, I, I believe they're Canadian. I've only heard them on there's a there's a station called The Verge on uh, mm-hmm. XM that's really Canadian music. That's the only place I've ever heard them. That makes sense. Leads me to believe they're a Canadian. It's kind of like uh, the band The Panics. We you and I you know I love The Panics. It's yes. very hard to find out stuff about The Panics. Even their website's outdated. Right. <laughs> like it's it's they're this Australian band. That's yeah, all but, I know. Yeah, and, we've, and we've talked about it. Like with yeah. most new music nowadays, you will always be able to find it. It'll be it'll always be there, but not yeah. always. Like like right. The Panics. You yeah, know, very little stuff available here. Or in my case, the Whitlam's. Yeah. Some other stuff's on iTunes. A lot of it is not. Right. So right. it's it's just uh, it's part of what comes with being a world traveler and and discovering <laughs> it's a new benefit. S- yeah, benefit it, to you. A benefit yeah. and a curse though is when you yeah. like like you with the panics when you went through new stuff you have to order it from Australia. Yeah, I had to go through you. Mister J, help me find the man panics music, it, please. It, and it's on its way. It's yeah. actually been shipped from uh, Australia, which yeah, probably means lunch. It'll be here in four to six weeks, probably. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like it takes forever for something. Anyway, good, good. Yep. So, hey, Rosetta, uh, moving along here. Um, I will. Uh, I'm going to throw out this one here so we can discuss it. Um, we mentioned it, I think, in the last podcast, but it's by Clem Snide, and mm-hmm. it is "Moment in the Sun," oh. which for one season was the theme song to the TV show Ed. Um, they mm. it was a weird little thing again we talked about the TV show Ed last time and why it's not released on DVD because all the song rights and right. issues with that Ugh. and the cost of that but they had the song um, Next Year by the Foo mm. Fighters was the theme oh, song right which is a great song it's a great track yep. all of a sudden the second or third season to the show starts and Next Year's gone and mm-hmm. the song Moment in the Sun is on yeah Equally, I was like, oh, it's a good song. What the hell happened? And they lost the rights to next year. That's what happened? And then the fourth season, they got it back. Oh, wow. So, Moment in the Sun went away. Oh, my gosh. Um, but because of that, I was like, I do like that song. Let me dive, dive into it in Clem's. Right. Clem's Night is, a, is kind of a... Gosh, I I don't know much about them too. They've been around a long time. A lot of a little bit of country, a little bit of pop, a little bit of rock, a little bit of quirk, a little <laughs> flaming lips in them. A little like they're all over the place. But "Moment in the Sun" and your favorite music are two, my two favorite songs by them. Mm-hmm. And your favorite music is our theme song because it's just uh, your favorite music makes you sad, but you like that because it makes you feel better right. that way. Yes. "Moment in the Sun" it contains what I told you is my all-time favorite lyric. I'm gonna have to. 
mm. put put it down for posterity, and that is every hero walks alone looking for w- more things to confess. Wow. And that is Shakespeare right there. <laughs> See, I'm not kidding. That's great stuff. And uh, that alone mm. puts that song into it had to go into my list because of that. And and it's a hopeful song, or tries to be a hopeful <laughs> right. song. Mm-hmm. When it's my moment in the sun, that's that's like it's coming yeah. yep it's yep. gonna come the right the sun will come out no, too it's not that, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not coming because every every hero walks alone thinking of more things to confess wow and, uh, that's a great great song they do um, the band also does a pun intended a beautiful cover of Christina Aguilera's beautiful song oh, on, wow. on an EP it, they, it, they take it to a new level is it as good as uh, Baby One More Time by uh, Travis by Travis yeah <laughs> is it as good it's, it's, it's kind of I mean Travis <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty cool. did yeah. a great version with that song and turned me into a Britney Spears fan because of that. Yeah, turned me into a Travis fan, actually. Travis, I yeah. saw it, I saw them open for Oasis and, and the Fran Healy lead singer goes, this is this song is for anyone who doesn't like music or something like that. <laughs> and, and it was awesome. Um, it was awesome. So anyways, Moment in the Sun by yeah. Clem Snide. And, and Clem Snide, by the way, again, mm. more musical education. I didn't know that Clem Snide was a they and not a he. I thought it was just a very oh, un- yeah, yeah. unfortunately named uh, individual. Like, uh, I'm Clam Snad. <laughs> the lead singer, I can't even say his name half the time. It's like E.F. Barzoclay. I think they might be Canadian. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, Clem Snide. Silly Canucks. Yeah, no, Clem Snide. And, and there, but there's another one that uh, mm. I, I had heard of Clem Snide and mm. started listening. I listened to that track and was like, wow, that's really good. Listen to a whole bunch of other songs from that album. Yeah. And I I said, when I get home, I am going to yeah, so buy that CD. I'll be your is a great love song. Mm-hmm. Um, the cover, beautiful. Um, there is a song about mixtapes. Uh, there's songs oh, about wow, which uh, we can relate to. Nick yeah. Drake. Nick Drake. They have a song about Nick Drake. About Nick, um, wow. A song called "Happy Birthday" mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs. Of "Forever Now and Then." Um, mm. uh, there's a lot of songs. In spite of myself, you are making me a fan of whiskey-soaked alt country. <laughs> it, it's true. I'm gonna. Have I was to... surprised you had Dawes on your list because they they got a little bit of that. Like they're more Southern California '70s rock, but there's a little bit of country. Right. Touch. If if Jack Jackson Brown and Clemstein had a child. Yeah, yeah they would yeah. be called Dust. But that's my stuff. Right, man. that's uh. some depression, some whiskey, and a guitar. You got me a song. Mm. All right, what do you got? Good stuff. Uh, I have my friends. Redbox. I uh, of course. Every time I mention Redbox, and I will be mentioning Redbox in our albums podcast, uh, is that I was a fan first and a friend second. And someday yeah. when we have more time, I'll tell the story of how I met the guys in Redbox because it's really it's neat. a good story. It's a good story. They're great guys. It's yeah. They are dare I say great blokes. They they are they are good chappies. Yeah. No. Simon Tolson Clark, Derek Adams. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Paul Vaughn, Ast, Asti. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And uh, they have other band members I haven't even met yet. So now they're like they're like an eight piece now. They just keep adding people. Anybody who shows up at their door, they just you want to be in the band? Yeah, sure. No, but they really are uh, just a fantastic band. But mm-hmm. this uh, their their most recent release is an album called Plenty. It came out I think it came out in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. I don't even remember right. now. But it's a, a song called Don't Let Go. And again, it's it's yeah. um, lyrically it it, it 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 really is kind of Don't Let Go. Uh, when we fall, we fall the same till we climb back up again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, it, it didn't really you have to kind of take it in context, but it. it more it's more this one's more from a musical standpoint it's a very slow just piano very slow ballad and then it really does rock out it's, yeah. it's some of simon's best singing he he just busts out and i i 
won't even begin to imitate it, but it, it really rocks out in the middle, then kind of gets, gets soft again. But the chorus is really powerful, and it's one I just sort of I can sing in my car with getting funny looks as I'm driving down <laughs> That's the uh, best. Las Postas Road, and yeah, but banging my steering wheel while I'm singing it. it just you know, again, cuts to the heart. That song really just just this just speaks a, to me. I have your list. This is a this is an audible, huh? It's a it's a who now? It's a what? It's an audible. You didn't have this on oh, your list. It, it is an audible. I, you know why? Yeah, I, like I, I I think I took out the eel song, which I will discuss, but I took it out. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay, right. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, it is. It I, is you know, an you, you're, uh, I, uh, you gave me a lot of Redbox last time, and I have listened to it. And I'll tell you, I haven't delved into it and absorbed it as much as maybe you, you would right. want me to yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll tell you what I really like about them. Tell me. The effort that they put into their albums, uh, the actual packaging, and they see. <laughs> I, there's so much to read and take in there, and I yeah. love that. Yes. When I was collecting um, albums, CDs by this point, right. um, um, I would hate it when I buy an album, you open up, and there's a little like one page fold out of here's the songs mm-hmm. thank these people that's it right or in my case when I would buy an, L- an LP an actual record yeah. and the record was housed in a plastic see through sleeve <laughs> and that was it like where are the lyrics where the where's lyrics? the dedication the liner notes yeah. I don't want this and I get, it's a cost cutting measure uh, most of the time right. but uh, Redbox man I opened up one of those albums and I was like let me like wow there's a whole like story and book in here it's awesome yeah those, those might have been the re-releases of their yeah. first of their first yeah, two albums was, yeah. yeah which was good man I like it yeah great stuff and, uh, and and all three of their albums are very different in style and that's a kind of a story in and of itself the, the latest album is more of a straight uh, pop rock record that would be plenty uh, definitely available on iTunes by the way folks and uh, every time I mention them I also have to I always feel to give the disclaimer that they are unrelated to the video rental service of the same name like when when, when Redbox came out I'm like oh god no no wow. my band favorite band has a, uh, kiosks at gas stations I can just walk up and just buy one of their CDs there while, while I'm getting yeah this wow. is great that's great why isn't you two thought of this right except of course now when you do a search for Redbox online the first five trillion results are all where to Redbox, where to go Redbox, get a DVD Redbox. yeah oh jeez oh, well let's uh, my next one let's go it's it's Eels so um, here we go which by the way folks the correct name is not the Eels it's just mm. Eels right uh, Mark Oliver Everett's one man band with supporting uh, acts uh, within the band um and this is we. T- I know we mentioned this last time. Things the grandchildren should know. Yeah, um, wow. which comes from blinking lights and other revelations. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. A- album closer. Other than the fact that my father at this time has not passed away, which I <laughs> knock on wood. Right. Yeah. Um, every lyric in that song is a is a hundred percent. Wow, this guy must know me, and, and that's when music is the best. Yes. Um, but even the stuff about his father in the song, it's it, it rings true. So, mm. And and here's an interesting side note. Mm. Well, uh, I, my dad had a heart attack last April, as oh. I think you know. And, um, you know, as with every heart attack, it, a lot of people die. It's going to be okay. But he's going yeah. in for open-heart surgery, uh, quadruple right. bypass. And I was driving to meet my mom at the hospital the morning of surgery, and iTunes. Uh, iTunes Shuffle, no, no, cho- this song comes on, and I sat in the parking lot, going, I can't listen to this, I can't listen oh, to them, yeah. I wouldn't stop, and it's coming up to the part where he's talking about uh, his his father being dead, and mm-hmm. uh, now he feels like he knows what it's like to walk and rock around inside his head and all this stuff, right. oh, and I wow. feel like he's here with me now is the, kind of the lyrics I'm mm-hmm. mumbling them, but um, and I stopped it right before that, I yeah. went in, and I and at the back of my head I'm like. 
<laughs> what is that song trying to right. why did it come on right at that time one right. of those mystic moments yeah and, and, then, and, and then the next track that came on was the living years by mike and the mechanics <laughs> like oh great thanks thanks for that um, cool and, cats in the cradle yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, like i i tuned and i came back of course everything was fine and i listened yeah. to the rest of the song kind of laughing to myself but when this mm-hmm. and if you know the song, things the grandchildren should know, um, and it starts building up to that part in the song, uh, and I'm like, I cannot believe I'm experiencing this right now. It was surreal. Yeah, the song oh, just yeah. popped on as I pulled into the parking spot at the hospital. Wow. Um, but that song, uh, you like it too. It's not oh, on yeah. your list, but um, it, it's not on my list. And oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't no, 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 no. Up. Oh, okay. Well, well, it one of the open song- end. It was an ellipses. Yes. Well, uh, one of the songs that had been on my list, and then I just realized that really the reason it was on there was because of the title, and really I. I think mm-hmm. Things the Grandchildren Should Know is a fantastic song title. Right, right, right. It's almost one uh, you don't even need to listen to this song. You can yeah. just hear the title, although you really should. Boy, is mm-hmm. it good. That whole album, Blinking Lights and Other Revelations, yeah, is we'll make an appearance later. But. Yeah, but the song I originally had on my list that I think I told you was, I mean, talk about another great song title. I'm Going to Stop Pretending That I Didn't Break Your Heart. Yeah. Which is a great, it, which is I mean, great song. I was happy to see that it almost made your list. It, 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 it's probably it's 10A, it's 10A on the list, but it's it really and, and lyrically it's not horribly in depth, but it, it, no, it, it's no. it's a confessional. It's it, and and really it, it speaks to you because to me the whole idea of saying you know I broke somebody's heart is is in a way kind of arrogant. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? It's it, to say that I you know I really hurt this person is is like I think there's an inherent, an inherent arrogance to that. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean the, the song is is really such a confessional. I think that's why he's saying like I'm going to stop pretending I didn't do this because yes. I, I did and I'm yes. and I'm owning it. It is uh, you know if you're kind of in the genre of quote nice guy. Yeah, sometimes uh, nice guys can be. Real assholes. They they really can. And I'm in that genre too. Oh. And I when I heard that song, you sure are. That's, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Did they say that out loud? Damn it. Um, okay. It's gonna yeah. be an interesting lunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm paying. That song. Apparently. That song to me referenced yeah. that. It's it's kind of like you said. It's like you know what. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop pretending that I didn't do this. Yeah, and that I absolutely broke your heart. Yeah, like well, a jerk. Exactly. And there, there is a lyric in there where I don't know the exact lyric. I should have written it down, but it, mm-hmm. it, it's about it's saying that like, you know, the the, the tears you've been crying, uh, mm-hmm. they were because of me, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I just kind of didn't admit this to myself before. But yeah, I did this. Right. And I'm right. you know, and really, it's it's uh, years down the line. It, it, the song's kind of written from a perspective of years down the line. Yeah, yeah. It's you actually know, one of the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is three or four years, years too late in coming, but I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it's and it's a good song. And it's it, it, great album. It is a great song. And, uh, some mm-hmm. things the grandchildren should know is on mine. Uh, that one was almost on yours. But what else is on yours? What else is on mine? We are on n- number six here on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the Divine Comedy? No. I, I, did I call another audible here? You did. I, I may have. Okay. Again, Man, that's Omaha. The, Omaha. Oh, oh, <laughs> which really didn't pan out so well, did it? No. No. The folks in Nebraska are not happy today. Uh, okay, so I apo- apologies to Ken. I'm calling another audible here. Here, Here's another band. Uh, well, the band name is called The Divine Comedy. Right. But really, it's a guy named Neil Hannon. He, he pretty much, for all intents and purposes, is The Divine Comedy. You right. You know, it's kind of like the, the band is kind of an endless uh, array of musicians that join him or whatever, that kind of thing. But uh, he's... The way he sings, he kind of he sounds like a very proper Englishman when he sings. Like he has that kind of very, uh, very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for as far as his voice goes? Very, very mature, very proper sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he he writes a lot of good rock songs. But this song is called "A Lady of a Certain Age," which again the title alone says it all. <laughs> I like but that. It, it's another story song, and it's about a woman who basically had everything and. Uh, she she had a, a great life and hobnobbed with the celebrities, except now she's broke and destitute and hanging out in bars hitting on young men. 
<laughs> yeah, it's. It, and how does this song apply to your life? Uh, oh, it's 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 <laughs> pra- practically an autobiography. It's like God. It's seriously get out. You know, really get out of my head, Neil Hannon. Honestly, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of, of some. Well, I going going from memory here as far as some of the verses. You know, back in the day, you were yeah. part of the Smart Set, and I really shouldn't even have started as a kid to remember what the next line is. But it's it's really like the, the verses. Here's here's what you used to do, and now and the chorus goes. Um, you chased the sun around the Cote d'Azur until the light of youth became obscured and left you all alone and, and in the shade, an English lady of a certain age. And if a nice young man should buy you a drink, you'd say with a conspiratorial wink, you wouldn't think that I was 70. And he'd say, no, you couldn't be. <laughs> and what's, what's funny is that, is that that's the first chorus. The next time he sings it, she goes, you wouldn't think that I was 63. And he says, no, you couldn't be. And like the last time he sings the chorus, she goes, you wouldn't think that I was 53. And, and he goes, and you'd say, no, you couldn't be. Almost like you're saying to yourself, no, no you couldn't, couldn't be. be. At least that's what I think he's saying. Maybe he does say, you know, you, you know, he, he says, no, you couldn't be. But it, it, it really is like, yeah, no, okay. I've, I've, it, it is a great story song. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. About how, again, how she had everything. And uh, again, it doesn't apply to my life one bit because I've never had everything. And <laughs> I'd love to have something to lose. But it, but it, it is a beautiful, beautiful song. And deep down, you want to be a, a, a 70-year-old lady hitting a woman at bars. What do, you mean, what do you mean deep down? Deep down. This is this is this is my confessional right here. Um, all right, uh, we're coming down to. Uh, I've got four left here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will speed through it a little bit here, but um, uh, this next song is uh, by one of my favorite artists that I didn't think would ever have a song in my top ten need to live on, and that's because if you're a fan of her work, you're not so much a fan of her work as you are a fan of her and experiencing her as a phenomenon or an artist, and that's Liz Fair, right? Uh, who you and I saw in concert at uh, House of Blues, right? Twice? Uh, twice, yep. Once with Missy Higgins opening up for her, and brother Rachel Yamagata, right? Was another one of my favorites, which I love them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rachel Yamagata is great, um, and this is uh, and she performed one of this one of her later songs and her reputation was staked on her earlier career in the 90s um then she kind of became a pop pop soccer mom and by choice and, and she took a lot of heat for that and i think though in that heat a lot of great songs and songwriting some of her best was overlooked mm. and this song is called red light fever and it was a hit and it, it was, wasn't well it, you know, it, was, it was it was a, a hit, single but it, but it got yeah, yeah it, it was, got airplay it got airplay right. okay and it is a great song uh, written to, you know, it, she always writes from characters mixed with a, a lot of autobiographical, biographical stuff, I should say. Um, but Red Light Fever is, is basically singing to someone, I won't say man, it could be anybody, who is, who is very noncommittal. Mm. Not just in relationships, but in, but in life. Uh, and then Red Light Fever talks about afraid of the light turning green because you'll have to be seen. You're just like right. anybody else. Afraid of the, of the light turning red because then, you know, you'll be dead type of thing. <laughs> and it sounds that sounds childish, those lyrics. It's not. It's, and no, it, it's, really it's not. a, <laughs> And it's the type of song that slaps me in the face a lot. Because not yeah. just in relationships, but in, in a lot of things in life, I stick down the middle mm. and don't choose a side or a direction or a passion. And, and I just kind of hold myself safe in the middle. Right. And Red Light Fever is all about that from start to finish. It is all about, about that 
phenomenon that all of us experience, I think. It, it's her way of asking, is your ass getting sore from straddling that fence? <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And so yep. that song, it's a it's an ass-kicking song. Every time, I, every time I play it, sometimes I'll play it intentionally just to be like, oh, God, you got to remember. you got to kind of go forward in life a that, little bit. That's here. your reasons to stay indoors, right? Yes. There. Okay. Yes. 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 You're well feeling said. me. You're well feeling said. me. All right. Well said. Okay. Now, now Liz Fair, you you made me a Liz Fair fan. Oh, and, it, and it's really true. I mean, her stuff started out really uh, raw. Raw. I was going to say punky, but punky is like that. She, she was a post-punk prince darling, uh, she, princess darling. She was, yeah. But the Exile and Guyville, those. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, what was the follow-up called? Whip Smart. Whip Smart, thank you. Yeah, really. Uh, in, indie music world's yeah. a little darling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she she did. Like you say, she grew up, she grew older, and she mellowed out a little bit. And, she did, yeah. And the, the, the dreaded, uh, I was going to say two words, or it might be a one hyphenated word, you know what I'm thinking of? Sellout comes up. Yes. And you wrote a great essay in Tiny Mixtapes of the Soul by yeah, Ken Napsong, yeah. Amazon.com, four ninety nine. Yeah. Um, don't see that new Transformers movie. Just buy his <laughs> book twice for the, yeah. for less money, really. And it, but you wrote like, did La Liz sell out? Right. And your verdict was no, she didn't. Right. Uh, I I think she attempted to get some uh, uh, airplay, some cash, some security, <laughs> and she changed her style. She did lo-fi for a long time. She wanted to write some pop songs. She, she saw right. Avril Lavigne and these other girls doing what she did, mm-hmm. and. and Decided to, uh, she hired, what is it, the, that producing trio, the Matrix or whatever it was. She hired them. And, and you know, I get it. I get it was a change. But she, I think that, that a lot of, uh, she started bearing her soul a lot more. Mm. And that started on White Chocolate Space Egg, uh, her third album. And, uh, which I, actually, that, that, that album's called Liz Fair. But that, that song was about her, uh, her son being born and, and marriage falling apart mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So right. it, it started... Um, changing and I think a lot of that gets lost so no she did not yes and and it's kind of sad to think that somebody who discovered Liz Fair on that album would go back and listen to Exile and Guyville and say what the hell is this right <laughs> yeah. probably probably yeah and, and, yeah and again vice versa people who were fans of the early stuff for the most part are yeah. going to hear the new stuff and go what the what, gonna, what has she done or they're going to go back and listen to the song Flower off Exile and Guyville uh-huh. and um, <laughs> I think it's an episode of Game of Thrones uh, all right so <laughs> Oh my goodness! Where were we? Uh, you. We were. Uh, oh, we were. Up. Okay. This. This is. An, I hope I didn't call an audible on this. Uh, Take me as I am by the October Project. Is no, that, no, that's on there. That yeah. is on the list. Yeah, oh. I had to dig for them. Yeah, you probably did. Did you find them on iTunes? I found them. No, no. I think I ended up on YouTube. See, here's here's the funny thing. I I, I realize I'm on my laptop right now. Uh, I just got back from England from work, and I am on the UK version of iTunes. And the reason I, I I'm still on there right now is I think this is so funny. The album October Project mm-hmm. is on here. Track nine is called Now I Lay Me Down on the album. However, on iTunes here, it's showing it as Now I Lay Me Down remix featuring Mark Lindsay by Paul Revere and the Raiders. <laughs> Don't ask me. I have no idea. Like, what wow. is that doing there? Like, there is a song well, called Now I Lay Me Down yeah. on the album, but that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. How did that get there? iTunes air. Yeah, so air. It's true. Well, go to England. You can find the <laughs> album. But it's October Project's a band. I don't know too much about them other than they, they put out two albums and, right. and it kind of disappeared, as unfortunately too many bands do. Uh, her, uh, the lead singer's name is Mary Fall, F A H L. Yeah. Beautiful, smoky voice. Yes. Very. It, it, the best way to say it is, she was probably in her twenties when she made this album, and she sounds like she's in her fifties. Right. Like very, very mature. Uh, it's. Right. I'm, I was, I'm whiskey to, tinged, maybe. Very whiskey. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, a, a fine bit. cognac. Really <laughs> great. So, but but the thing with October Project, two great albums, is the songwriting was just sensational. Mm-hmm. Really great songs and. Um, 
again slam poetry now going back to take me as i am one of the most beautiful love songs uh just musically and and, and lyrically uh where she what did she say take me as i am someone you could know even as we speak you could change your mind take me while you can even if you shine a light into the mirror you won't see me any clearer uh leave the shadows dancing dancing on their own let the moment free you now and leave it all behind you all know where you've gone let the world go on like oh and and again especially in context yeah amazing that sounds like a a dark journal entry it is it it is a very hauntingly beautiful song like 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 there are minor keys and then there are ultra minor keys almost like they took the minor key and added some more minors in there i don't know i don't know anything about music but that's (laughs) if you can make an uber minor key this is it it's an uber minor i think that's a thing gorgeous song but great uh, the the chorus is a great uh harmony too Mm. oh boy yeah Mm. take me as i am by october projects probably i think it's actually on youtube you can find the song on that's right okay yeah so you you did hear it yeah yeah yeah, i did oh okay did hear it Uh, and um uh i definitely like it definitely moody the whole a lot of their stuff when i was mm -hmm. clicking through right it creates an atmosphere well yeah and you know what's interesting too about that band is they're one of the few that um you you know you'll you'll look in the album artwork and Mm they'll list the members of the band one of the members of the band was the songwriter like they oh, just said, just, like like so and so on. Either it was either on lyrics or like it was oh, like so and so lyrics. Like that's yeah. all she did. Like I think huh. she was just the band's lyricist, but she was considered part of the band. It sounds sounds to me like she didn't do anything else other than write lyrics, but she wrote some good lyrics. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Great like stuff. Um, for sake of time, I'm going to put these next two together, um, mm. and then we can discuss them and and uh, go to yours, and then I'll close out with the song that we want to talk about. Right. Um, we're talking so much, folks. We might not even get to our newer songs that we like. Yeah. Um, these I, I've put a lot of depressing songs out there, a lot of <laughs> a lot of depressing songs, and I'm going to put the ultimate one out there in a bit. But uh, I want to prove that I do like some happier stuff. And so, um, two songs that are kind of uh, different styles, but same uh, to me. To me, the same type of uh, theme is "Life Is Beautiful" by Amy Correa, mm-hmm. uh, who's a um, uh, Correa, Correa, whatever you want to say it, Princess Leia. Um, <laughs> She's had a, 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 a <laughs> modest songwriting career over the last 10, 15 years. She's still going on. I think she's had three major label albums out there, probably some other stuff. But this Life is Beautiful is just a, it's a happy little song about life is beautiful. And every mm. one, once in a while, I need to sit and remind myself of that. We all do. And this is one of the songs I go to. There's also a song on... Um, this album that, that uh, called the bike um, mm-hmm. that has the same type of uh, same type of uh, thought to it. It's it's uh, about her great late great uncle Pat who had the, this bike and you know she thinks about how when he had this bike uh, he was young and, and vibrant and the whole whole world's in front of him but it's it's a happy song right. so it's kind of a I'll, I'll, those, those songs will tie but Life is Beautiful the album is called Carnival Love by Amy Correa uh, Life is Beautiful and then tied into that I'll throw in there because it's just kind of fun and it is one of my all time favorite songs in all sincerity is Life is a Highway by Tom Conker oh, right. talking about Canadian rockers and we're talking the original life is a highway. I, they, there was a remake, yeah, not, right? not is... the Rascal Flats version. Right. Yeah, you know, it oh, happened. Yeah. It happened. It wasn't mm. bad, but it happened. Life is a highway, which was a '91 or '92 summer of '92 song, I believe, for me. Right. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I know all of you out there. Either if you're rolling your eyes or you're going, yes, absolutely. Finally, someone else admits to liking that song. <laughs> it's just a great, fun, rocking song. A little bit of love, a little bit of life, and life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. 
song. I love oh, that wow. song, and I and I sing along to it loudly and proudly anytime it comes mm. on. So the proof that I have two songs that are helpful. <laughs> That's proof. You're making me wish I had called an auto. But first of all, going back to Amy Korea. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I had never heard of her. Yeah. Listen to Life is Beautiful. Loved Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good one. and really the whole time thinking Ken likes this song. <laughs> it's happy. What's the, yeah. What's going on? No, but, but I, I it's it, got some nanas in there. It, it's got some hand claps, finger yeah. snaps. It's all good. But I mean, I'm li- I listen to the album and it really she's got some great stuff. And she's I will good stuff. Yeah. I will delve more yeah. back into her catalog. What I was gonna say was it makes me wish I had called an audible because my songs are all pretty. <laughs> I, I think that that the, yeah the happiest one I have is sad but with a little tinge of optimism yeah, yeah. you know but it makes me want to want to mention um, love in a peaceful world by the band level 42 okay uh, which is which is uh level 42 known for something about you and pretty yeah. much nothing else in the states but uh, there and I'll, we'll be talking about them on the album podcast by mm. the way but Mm-hmm. Uh, I just 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 the title alone, "Love in a Peaceful World." I like a song that's called "Love in a Peaceful World." Well, you need that, that from time to time. You, then. you do. <laughs> I, I and I like well, and again, I like several songs like that, but these are not the ones you live for. Is these it are not hip, the ones. It, that, it's not a hippy dippy love in a peaceful world, right? It, no, it's it? it's not. You know, can you feel a brand new day? God's bell, hair, gotcha. or whatever it is. No, no, no. It's it's a beautiful love ballad, actually. Um, uh, man, not like strings and orchestra and all right, that. Although right. it may have that. Anyway, it's but it is a nice song. But that's that's not one of my ten. So that's that's ten B. Ten B. Right. Ten B. Okay. Because right. he wanted something happy. Because I wanted because 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 the rest of mine are not exactly happy. Yeah. What do you got? I've got I've got. Give me two. I've got well on my last three. I think I've got suicide, uh, psychotherapy. <laughs> And uh, vindictiveness, in, perfect in, in that order. Yes. Which, which one would you like first? Would you like suicide? Would vindictiveness. You like vindictiveness. Idiot Wind by Bob Dylan. Ah, oh, love that and one. We, yeah, and yeah. again, we talked about that one at infinitum. I really can't say much about Bob Dylan that hasn't been said sure. several times before. From Blood on the Tracks. Right? From Blood on the Tracks, which will be discussed. Yeah. Spoiler alert in the album thing. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, what an amazing song. And even has a lyric that it, one of those that. I, okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll give you the lyric. Uh, they say I shot a man named Gray. Took his wife to Italy. She inherited a million bucks, and when she died, it came to me. I can't help it if I'm lucky. Yeah. Do you recognize that at all? Yeah. By a certain Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, yeah. That was part of the song. I only want to be with you. Uh, that song. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I'll own this. I like me some Hootie. I You're like. Okay me. Hey, Darius is. A, he can sing. I, he's I, a Dolphins fan. I it, like him. He is a Dolphins fan. That, yeah. There's the connection. Dolphins make him cry. It, they, they, as, they, as they do me. And it's funny how many people thought that, like, you know, the mammal, the, the <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, that's so sweet. But he's like, no, 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 Dan Marino Dan and Pals make. Yeah. Right, but um, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, yeah. oh, idiot wind. Yeah. Yes, I mean just the best. Uh, and we we talked about this last yeah, yeah. time. One of the best vindictive songs ever written. I mean, really, just a, a scathing uh, blood on the tracks. Kind of that whole album, man. Uh, it's it's Dylan being dumped. Kind of, kind of. It, it, it really it really is but again uh, as with many songs that I like tinge of optimism because the last mm-hmm. and the last you chorus you, you do and because uh, without that what is you know, without hope what is there and at the end of Idiot Wind he's he's kind of instead of saying you're an idiot he's like we're idiots yeah. you know and it's kind of his, his way of saying okay yeah you're you're well no nice way to say it. you're a bitch but yeah <laughs> I'm sort of an a-hole myself I guess uh, give me one more I'll, I'll give you one more uh well, uh, then we'll close our, again, one of our final two ones. So right. pick your one you want to talk about last. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'll save I'll save the other suicide song right for uh, "Very Best Years" by the Grays. J- I liked that song. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jason Faulkner. Um, yeah. I will admit I wasn't crazy about the album as a whole, but this is one that I was in Tower Records, heard the first track, Very Best Years, and said, yeah. I'm, I, I'm buying this. The whole album, I thought, eh, it was okay. But uh, I, I, Very Best Years. I saw it as a guy sitting on a, lying on a psychologist's couch, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of talking about his life. Like, because he starts out by saying, okay, it started a long time ago when I was a little boy. Yeah. 
Um, sometimes a little one don't, doesn't do what he's told and mother puts back his toys. Uh, yes, there is something you, well, this is not him saying, I'm talking to a psychologist because it, yes, there is something you can do, my love, once you help me through these troubled times and serve to remind that everything is going to be all right despite my fighting bitter tears. These are the very best years. Yeah, you're just launching that out of memory. I love I, it. I am actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, it really, and, and it, it really, it, it builds to a crescendo. Another one banging the steering wheel while yeah. I say, these are the yeah. very best years. You know, just, just good, really. Good little rock song, man. It is a good little rock song. Yeah, and Jason, Jason Faulkner has a few solo albums out there that, that are brilliant. What, what, so what era was that? There, nineties. Nineties. Okay, probably mid nineties. Mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, when I saw it on your list, I was like, I, the, the, the foggiest, faint part of my memory. I remember this, and uh, mm-hmm. so I took it again on YouTube last night. Right. Hey, hey, by the way, have you gotten one more other than other than the uh, other than the capper? No. Okay. Well, then let me let me throw my last one. Throw your last one because this is sort of a warm up. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. It, it. It, it's by the Eye in the Sky people. It's mm-hmm. uh, Alan Parsons, not the Alan Parsons Project, but yeah. uh, Alan Parsons. Uh, a great song on an album called Try Anything Once. It, it was the first Alan Parsons album without. Uh, basically, but, basically the project was with Eric Wolfs and his partner, right. and the project had, was gone. Yeah. They had a massive falling out, and it was just an Alan Parsons album. Uh, a song called Oh Life, and in parentheses there must be more. Mm-hmm. Beautiful song, and it really is sort of a. It's it is kind of a suicide song but it, it, it's sort of a uh, it's sort of like at the end I don't really know if she did it or not it's basically a woman kind of staring off into the water and, and looking down into the water saying oh life there must be more um like in the chorus, she goes, In the docks, the boats are harbored where the water's cold and still. Oh, life, she cries, I've lost the will. From, right. the, from the bridge, she sees a lifetime being washed upon the shore. Oh, life, she cries, there must be more. And it's kind of like, she's, she really, the whole idea is she is about to jump. And really, the, the song kind of leaves it open-ended as to whether she did so it. So there's did. hope. There is, again, and without hope, what is there? Right. But it but it mostly is just a beautiful yeah. song. It's, it's sung by uh, David Pack, I believe, who was oh, the lead okay. singer of Ambrosia. Gotcha. And the, how much I feel, and yeah. uh, you know the seventies, seventies um, huh. band. But uh, he's the one I believe it did the leads, the lead vocals. But it is, uh, it's a beautiful song. I would recommend people uh, seek that one out. And so setting up the next one, setting the up. last one for this discussion setting. here. Yeah. And I hope you all are taking these songs and writing down notes and going and find them. Mm. Um, this one though, I, I um, caveat the, the 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 thing I'll say first is uh, you have to be in a good mood if you're going to listen to this song. Hide the sharp objects. Hide the sharp objects. Hide the pills. Um, and I'm not even joking. About no, it joking really, about no, he's this. not joking. Right. This is the fact that it is one of my all-time favorite songs is is scary. I guess. Yeah, it's it, scary. It's true. And you yeah. did this to me because I, you <laughs> called me back in the day. And we're like, have you heard this band, Josh Joplin Group? Mm. Nope, haven't heard it. They've got this song. I've changed. Now there's two versions. There's a peppier radio version yeah and then there's this and i can't remember which one i heard first i actually can't okay i think it was the radio alternative version maybe the one i actually prefer yeah okay okay and i like the other one of course you do uh of course i do (laughs) of course i do and the song starts off uh he sings about i wanted perfection and uh and everything i do i'm i'm I'm, I'm, he's he's talking the singer comes on and that's what he's saying he's like Mm. i wanted uh, I wanted this, I couldn't get it. I wanted this, I couldn't get it. I wanted love. I wanted to be good at everything. Right. And you're thinking, okay, all of a sudden the lyrics come along and he goes, but I've changed. I've changed. I'm fine now. I'm fine now. Mm. I've laid the barrel in my mouth Ugh. and everything I've thought before, I won't think again. I'm fine now. I've changed. I've changed. Oh. I've changed. I've changed. Wow. And the first time, <laughs> 
And you're like, wait for it. Right. Wait for it. it um, oh, boy. Because it starts off, and I'm like, oh, I love this. This is great. Oh. <laughs> he slides that line in. And it's it, so subtle. It is. And on, <laughs> on the radio version, it is, the music is different. And I think the reason. And his I, voice is different. It is. It, 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 well, you know what it is? It's less somber. It's more like. Yes. It, there's, it's, it's like strings kicking. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. And, uh, this guy's changing. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, he put a barrel in his mouth. Right. Well, the strings kicking. <laughs> you know, it really sounds like I've changed. Yeah. And that's how I read the lyric sheet. Yeah. It's like, I've changed. I've changed. Yeah. I've reconsidered everything. I'm fine now. now. I'm fine, fine now. now. And then it's almost like an afterthought. I've laid the barrel in my mouth and yeah. everything I thought before I won't think anymore. And, and like you said, suicide, great to write about. Don't do it, people. Yeah, yeah. please. Sing about it. I survived. I went through five years of therapy to overcome two suicide attempts yeah. and two mm-hmm. suicide episodes. This is what I call them. Um, and this song is still, it's right. still, it's dangerous uh, for me to listen to because um, what it is, it's not glorifying it uh, at all. What it is, is when you're in that kind of, uh, to open up a little bit and go, when you're in therapy or you're you're dealing with that, we all have those thoughts and we all have those bad times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in it and people are trying to pull you out of it, sometimes it's hard to explain, no, I want this. I want to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually happy about this idea right. uh, because oh. there's... there's um, a great line in one of the semisonic songs uh, down in uh, flames um, no excuse me if I run from great divide which is keep thinking about the day I die when I lose my heavy load um, mm. that's kind of on your brain and I've changed when <laughs> when the singer is saying don't worry I'm fine now all yeah. those thoughts I had they're gone Ugh. I'm free now I laid the barrel in my mouth um, right oh my gosh and so the, and, and the happier, the, dare I say, happier version, the radio version, the radio-friendly version, has a uh, like a middle eight bridge where uh, others pray to God, others seek His Son. Um, but uh, you know which, which one's right, we'll, we'll all find out in time. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, an interesting little spiritual mm. sub uh, sub note to. Uh, but the version I like, which is the album version, mm. is a little slower. I mean, I, I I don't know officially, but I gotta believe he recut the vocals. The vocals sound different. To oh, me. oh, they're totally different. They're totally yeah, different. No, it, it's an entirely new recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It isn't just that it he is. remixed the music in the background, folks. Yeah. He actually recut. So the album version is a slower, right. again, I'll say it whiskey tinged because that's our. Sure. It, it's a little slower and this and that. But the radio version, um, it's, it's a peppier version of putting a gun in your mouth. Yeah. It, and and, and it makes it. And I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that version. It's a little. It, the impact is a little. On the initial listen. Is a little bit because better. because you're not expecting yeah. it, and it, it really is one of those that I, I wonder how many people really have heard the song, and you know I, I listen to lyrics, I really yeah. listen. To, I wonder how many people have heard that song because it, it, it got airplay, it did, and I wonder yeah. how many people heard it and really just never really figured out what it was about. It's because possible if you heard the radio version, it's possible to it, not a, get it. Yeah, and, and like I said before, I love a song that takes you lyrically somewhere you've never been. Yeah, and I mean a lot of people have written suicide songs, but th- I've never heard one that really sounds like like a repentance, like you yeah. say. I it, I I have. I've changed. I wanted perfection from every song I've ever sung. That was wrong. I wanted yeah. something from every person I've ever loved. That was wrong. But I've changed. Yeah. And and really, if you just took that one line out, 
It would be it would be a real confessional, yeah, yeah. You know, dancing what's, in the streets kind of song. What's the line? There's a line. You have the lyrics up. I, I, know, I do. Uh, the uh, actually, the, uh, I wanted your love to be everlasting, but it couldn't. But it, but it but it be. isn't. Yeah, but it isn't. And, well, and then he yeah. says, I, and I wanted life to be an easier proposition, but it isn't. But it isn't. And, and so yeah, that's a downer. <sighs> yeah. Too. But but I've changed. But I've changed. I've, I've changed. changed. I've reconsidered everything. I'm oh. fine now. I'm fine now. Yeah. I've laid the barrel in my mouth uh. and everything I've thought before. Yeah, you know, I I just I just just. It's true, you know. Just on a side note, talking about songs that you don't really understand, you know, the meaning to, and yeah. I don't, and I don't just mean uh, the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Where it's yeah, like yeah. it's all about nuclear annihilation, and everyone thinks it's happy. Uh, w- were you a fan of the TV show Mash? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. so that's painless, man. I was just gonna say, <laughs> so you know, you've heard the the yeah, the, the, actual, actual real version, the movie yeah. version of the song. Yeah, perhaps the most depressing song ever yeah, written. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that one is much more on the nose. That is mm-hmm. right. It's, mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And well, that's just it. That with yeah. the TV version where they took the lyrics out. Hey, radar, clinger, and everyone. It's funny and wacky. And yeah, that wacky Korean War. They're drinking more martinis in the tent, but but when I the first time I heard. The, um, the the actual lyric version was just like oh my god it's, it's a shock it and it's, really and I can't take it off my list I can't that song is one of my all time favorites Josh Joplin uh, this is actually a Josh Joplin group he's released right. some just Josh Joplin albums and there's some other um, uh, the Camera One which is on the same album is a great right. song yep. uh, that was the, the first one I heard the album yeah. after is Hard Year been a hard year mm-hmm. uh, that's another great song there's some good songs and he's got some he sounds a little bit like Michael Stipe at times yeah, and I, he even references it on the second album there's okay. a lyric in one of the songs that says you know the guy that sounds like Michael Stipe and he um, <laughs> that's right but uh, that's that so that concludes my list uh, that concludes yours that right? concludes mine too yeah how, how, we, how are we looking we have talked a long time here buddy We're, we don't I don't think we realistically have time to talk about some of our other favorite songs um, that are catching up I haven't even mentioned Noah and the Whale Life is Life and uh, Life Goes On uh, two of my favorite songs Mark wow. Duplass's Big Machine um, the, the star of the league, I was just really. That's the same guy. That's uh, the got a same band. guy. Uh, oh, the fantastic. song "Big Machine," which is uh, "Safety Not Guaranteed," absolutely one of my favorite songs. "Ruins" by Panics. I believe Chris Isaac evaporated. Ben Folds five. Um, uh, "Tired Ponies," "The Creek and the Floorboards," one oh, of my new favorite songs. Okay. And we're going to talk about "Tired Pony" we in another sure episode. Are um, the Twilight. Singer's cover of Fleetwood Mac's What Makes You Think You're the One is a great song, a great version. The Sounds, a song called The Sounds by Waking Lights, uh, a awesome song. It almost snuck in my top ten, and it's a song I, I was listening to. Uh, or I, You do the rabbit hole thing on YouTube and ended up on some video of someone driving cross-country, and this was the soundtrack to it. So oh, wow. it makes it the perfect, perfect driving song, but it's kind of a sad but hopeful song, too. Uh, so okay. some, of, uh, some of the songs that I um, almost made my list, uh, a lot of Kings of Leon, of course, uh, um, uh, Badly Drawn Boy, I Was Wrong, You Were Right, almost oh, wow. made the list. It's mm-hmm. actually two songs, Like a Friend by Pulp, um, wow. Featured in the great Expectation soundtrack. Um, talk about uh, 90s rock. So that's right. some of my stuff. What are, right. what, what are the other ones that are yeah. floating your boat? Yeah, some of the other 31 that were on, that were on the list that I we, uh, you know, can't go into too much detail. I already talked about Love in a Peaceful World, Level 42. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back by a band called Billy Satellite. It was kind of a one. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. Eddie Money covered it, except yeah. it really is a very wistful, longing song. And his version, it starts out with a big 
big saxophone that makes it a nice happy song and it really isn't it's very uh, nostalgic um, mm-hmm. I want to go back and do it all over but I can't uh, The Salt in My Tears by a guy named Martin Bradley another great vindictive song you, you know that one? Okay. Uh, no, well no no I'm just agreeing to your vindictiveness oh, you know, yeah it, it basically saying you ain't worth the salt in my tears good stuff uh, a big hit How to Save a Life by The Fray and, and I could go yes, on yes I know that one I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I could go on for about five minutes on that by the way can, it, can I talk about that one for a second too? yeah that one to me has a very mis heard lyric. Anybody who's dealt with with addiction, and I and mm-hmm. I happen to have some in my extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's dealt with that, I think that song really speaks. It's kind of almost unfair that it was a big radio hit. You know what I mean? Again, gotcha. it almost cheapens it. How much airplay it got. Gotcha. There's a great misheard. To me, it was a misheard lyric that when you realize what the real lyric is, completely changes the song. You're, you're pretty familiar with it. Go for, go with the lyric. Huh? Okay, I'll quiz you on this. Okay, mm-hmm. where, where did I go wrong? I lost a friend somewhere along in the bitterness, and I would have stayed up with you all night. Take it, Ken. I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know it you, that you, well. You don't know it that well. Okay. Well, when I first heard it, and I've asked mm-hmm. people and they agree with me, I, I would have stayed up with you all night and I know how to save a life. I, that is how I heard it. Heard it. Okay. Right? That's not the lyric. Yeah. The actual lyric is, and I would have stayed up with you all night had I known how to save a life. Oh, yeah. When I hear that, like, oh, okay. So when you're saying you lost a friend, you're saying you lost, lost a friend. friend. Yeah. And, I would have stayed, and if I had known how to save your life, I would have stayed up with you all night. And when I heard, when I realized, when I read the lyric sheet on yeah. the album, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, so that's why you should include lyrics, band. It, it, right, exactly. Let, let people think you were saying, uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Uh, Just a Shadow by Big Country, another another nostalgic kind of longing uh, mm-hmm. longing song. No one's gonna miss me by these modern socks. Another you know positive uplifting song for yeah, the whole God, family. You have some problems. Yeah, I really do. Oh my God, what else we got here? Um, I won't be here when you get home by Danny Wilson. More vindictiveness <laughs> from from yours truly. Uh, Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold. This is it. Just gets happier wow, and happier, wow, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah. No, but that's uh, the late Andrew Gold. Actually, sadly enough, um, mm. Don't Change Your Plans by Ben Folds. Yeah, like uh, Krista Berg, the Lady in Red guy. Hey, he yeah. did a song called Separate Tables. Beautiful ballad. I, I don't even think it's available on iTunes, but gorgeous, uh, gorgeous track. Ghosts by Dan Fogelberg okay. off, off the Innocent Age album, yeah. one of my all-time favorites. Absolute Beginners by Bowie. Had to put some Bowie in there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, you're a big and, Bowie guy. Yeah. I, I am. Uh, one of the newer bands, I Am Clute. They're they're a current band. They're a, a British band from your favorite sky. It's two and a half minutes of pop paradise. Hmm. Gorgeous, okay. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, let me see here. Uh, and uh, yeah, blow up the pokies. I already talked about, about yeah. the pokies. Yeah, wow. I There's it. a lot of songs, and, and I love that we got it. Thanks for uh, indulging us, uh, Netflix Files fans. Uh, this is something that's so passionate. You and I used to have these discussions via email, right. via electronic mail back in the heady days mm. of the early 2000s uh, yeah. before social media. Uh, we'd write back and forth, and do you hear this song? Do you hear, like, here's why I like that song? And then we'd go to lunch and talk about it. So yeah. I loved kind of flashing back to that memory and kind mm. of re, uh, finding my passion, uh, shopping for music, even though I do it mostly digitally. I was telling you how I was looking up the Ben Folds Five song. So I'm a fan of the band, but I don't have that album. The the um, was it the uh, 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 um, Reinhold Messer, the unauthorized yeah. uh, biography. Uh, so yeah. you have uh, Don't Change Your Plans on there, and I stumble onto another song, and I'm like, oh, is this the cover of that? No, it's this uh, artist <laughs> named Jen Buxton. I like this. I'm going to buy the album, which is something I used to do back yeah. in the day, mm-hmm. walking around Amoeba. I like that cover. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Right. That's how I found the Panics. Okay. There was an EP, five songs. I like some of the names. Uh, Give me some good luck in my brilliant career. And I'm like, these are kind of cool titles. All right, I'm going to buy it. And some of my favorite albums are the same way. I, I looked at the album cover. This just looks interesting. Yeah. And I went to go listen to it. And 
yeah becomes my becomes a favorite and that's how that's how i discovered lot. so um right just planning for this episode and uh, our top 10 albums one um it got me uh, getting me excited about music again uh, which i haven't been in about 10 years and and much like you said the last time we had the podcast yeah if if somebody out there listening can can find one of the songs that you and I have talked about, or like in, in mm-hmm. this case, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. In, it, like from my perspective, if somebody would you know hit me on the Twit machine, yeah, J on demand. By the way, is a new Twitter handle. If someone would hit me and say, you know that Aha song is fantastic, or you know that song by the Grays, very best years, well, yeah. that speaks to me. One person does that, you know, somebody's done your job. Somebody do it, even if you didn't actually hear the song. Just somebody do it. Just say, hey Jay, that song's great. I'm not gonna quiz you and say, really, sing it back to me. Yeah, maybe, call, oh. here, call this number and leave a song on the voicemail. Right. But then you, sir, have done your job. And then I've done, happens. then I've done yeah. my job. You me know, too. Me too. And that's when I was a radio DJ. Yes. And we uh, we had a lot of free reign to go off the book and play what we wanted. And I'd play a song and someone would call me. But what's the name of that song? I really like that. Oh, well, it's late yeah. late shift by Jacko Pierce. Oh, I like that song a lot. I felt my work was done. Yeah. And I and I am so happy that I've gotten you into the suicidal Josh Joplin group song. I've changed. <laughs> that was you. That I, did am, that. I I feel that like a prep, absolutely was you. A I proud remember that proud moment. Papa. All yes. Right. Hey, that has been the Knapsack Files on the road. <laughs> and Camarillo talking music our top 10 songs to live by and a lot more um, Jay thanks for coming on thanks for letting me uh, storm your castle here to break the studio and of course Jay has a new Twitter handle it is at Jay on demand that's J-A-Y and then the words on demand yeah you can order them anytime you want on mm-hmm. Twitter uh, I'm on Twitter as well as at Ken Absock. don't forget to find the Napsock Files Facebook page like it there and uh, get links to our shows you can find us on Podomatic Stitcher and of course iTunes if you're on iTunes and you haven't already subscribe rate and review that would be greatly appreciated so until next time jay we're gonna do another top 10 albums one that's gonna be out soon uh continue the music conversation for right now i think it's time for some lunch and for the rest of you in knapsack filesville uh, we will see you next time